I think a lot of times I'll have a gut reaction to something and it will just be like, this is not right for me or this is the right approach for me. And you can't explain why necessarily. Hello listener, my name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello Podcaster. Hi, thanks for having me. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. So my name's Ellen Scott. I'm lifestyle editor at Metro.co.uk and I'm the co-host and co-creator of Mentally Yours, which is a weekly podcast about all things mental health. Thank you for joining us, Ellen. How are you today? I'm doing okay. I'm tired, but everyone's tired. I think that's just a standard state of being. So tired, but okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Ready. Great. Let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? So the first thing is that it's not just my idea, so I can't take full credit. Um, I co-created the podcast with Yvette Caster, who at the time was also working with me at Metro. So she might have a completely different answer to the one that I would give. But for me, the kind of motivation for it was... I had just finished writing this series called Getting Better on the site um, about my own journey with mental health and kind of admitting that I'd been living with depression and OCD for about a decade, (laughs) embarrassingly, and hadn't got any help or done anything about it or even realized there was an actual issue. Um, So I wrote about that for a year. And I'd say it's probably one of the most fulfilling things in journalism that I've ever done. Um, especially with the kind of responses that I got and still get to this day of people saying how much it helped them and what they learned um, and how it made them feel less alone. And I wanted to do more of that, but I didn't want it to be all about me because it was feeling a bit self-indulgent. And I think, you know, did it for a year. I'm done now. Now I can actually just focus on like getting better without having to share it all online. So I wanted to continue doing that mental health thing and making people feel less alone and helping people, but handing the mic over to other people and hearing other people's stories. Um, Yvette was up for doing the same, again, for her own reasons. Um, and we're both mentally ill people living life. So it made, it made complete sense from there. Then we just got started and we haven't really stopped. What do you hope people take away from listening to your podcast? I hope that they take away from it the same thing that I hope people take away from like basically all of the work that I do in journalism, which is that I want people to feel less weird and alone. And I want to give them some kind of support and actually help people, even if it's in the tiniest way of, okay, I was having a really rubbish day. But then I read this or I listened to this and I feel a little bit better because it was funny or like I feel a little bit better because it made me realise I'm not the only one going through this really difficult thing or I've learned this tip that is genuinely helpful. I want people to come away from it going like, oh, there are other people feeling like I feel. And while it's not about 
you know, inspiration porn of like, I'm depressed and I do all these great things. I'm brilliant. Just the fact that like, you can keep going and you can survive this. And there are ways that you can still be happy and live a brilliant life with mental illness. When was the last time you tried something new? Mm, Last thing I tried something new was probably a little pottery thing that I did. I think everyone in lockdown did these at some point where you like order in a kit and you do a little crafting thing. Um, So I got a big lump of clay and like molded it into like a little trinket dish and a plant pot. It was really satisfying. I was frustrated because I wasn't immediately good at it. And usually my tendency is if I'm not immediately good at something, I will quit and never do it again. (laughs) But it was still really nice just continuing something and having made something that I still use. Like that was really cool. So yeah, that's probably the last time I tried something like radically new. What superpower would you like? Um, I would most like to be able to stop time and go about doing other things. Um, I would use that superpower for evil, such as stealing money, because why wouldn't you? But also for more like practical things, like imagine if, you know, you didn't have to do all your life admin, you could actually do your passion projects because you can just stop time and just go about, you know, actually writing a book or like doing other things that you've always wanted to do but never have time for. Um, Obviously, I would probably still procrastinate, but it wouldn't be a problem anymore because I'd be able to stop time. So yeah, stopping time for sure. Do you remember when you first met your podcast co-host? God, it would have been maybe six years ago, which is a really long time to think about. Um, When I started at Metro, initially starting doing Saturday shifts, and then I started coming in full time. So I would have kind of seen her, we used to sit on desks and she was the desk kind of behind me. So I had her back to me. So I think at some point during that time, we would have turned and said like hi to each other. I also remember that Yvette used to get a lot of like fun freebies that she would share with the office like a lot of food so I would imagine that the first time we properly interacted was like some free pizza in the kitchen or something like that. Is it better to go with your head or your heart? That's a really difficult one and I think it has to be a mix of both. I'm very much of the going with head rather than heart variety because I like to think everything through sometimes overthinking it But then at the same time, I think a lot of times I'll have a gut reaction to something and it will just be like, this is not right for me or this is the right approach for me. And you can't explain why necessarily. And I think in those specific cases where the gut feeling is really strong, you have to go with your heart. Um, But I would say like 70% head. 30% heart in that case to get really specific about it because I do like to think and plan but sometimes you do just have to go like what is my heart telling me to do what's your favorite takeaway meal um definitely Indian or fish and chips and it depends what I'm feeling on the day but either of those are such a treat for me Um, fish and chips with a lot of vinegar and like massive ketchup 
um, and a can of Dr Pepper specifically. Who do you look up to? I look up to people who I see doing like multi-talented things that for some reason that just really inspires me and I'm really passionate about that. So one of my number one like heroes is Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino um, because he's doing music and he's doing the comedy writing and the acting and everything. He does all these different things really brilliantly. Um, And on a similar note, Mindy Kaling just nails all these different arenas and is able to explore these different areas without having to be just one thing. That's something that I find really motivating. And then also my immediate friendship group, um, who I just think are brilliant and constantly inspire and impress me. The people that I work with as well will come in and just come in with these like brilliant ideas that I just never would have thought of. And they inspire me to be more creative and to do more. And also eventually one day write a book because apparently all my friends are writing books and I'm not. Comedy or horror? Comedy, although I only recently started watching horror because my boyfriend is more into that and I have enjoyed it, but I've realised I have a really strange reaction of laughing at horror, even though I don't think it's funny. I'll see the most like horrible, violent thing and start laughing. Um, so I'm exploring horror more, but I'm a comedy girl at heart. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned in one of your episodes? I'd say learning about dissociative identity disorder um, because I never met anyone that lives with that condition. It was fascinating. The woman who we spoke to was so open and honest about it and really broke down kind of like a day-to-day of what it feels like to live in a mind that I haven't experienced and probably never will experience. That was really interesting. And I'd also say all the times that we've spoken with people about grief, Um, it's been really powerful to hear from them what they want people to say. Because I think with grief and with death in general, we are very awkward and scared of saying the wrong thing. I say we, but that's definitely how I feel. And it was really interesting and helpful to hear people go like, you really can't say the wrong thing if you're trying and if you're there and if you're listening, that's going to be helpful. So that's something that's kind of like stuck with me. What was the last album you listened to? Uh, The new Girl in Red album, um, which was recommended to me by multiple people. (laughs) I'm not sure what that says about me. But yeah, new Girl in Red album is brilliant. Do you find it easy to express your opinion? That's a really good question. I think yes and no, which is a very like sitting on the fence opinion in response to this question. Um, I am usually confident in my opinions. When I'm confident in my opinion, I'm happy to express it. It's when I'm not necessarily sure if I'm correct, maybe if I haven't done all of my research or I don't feel qualified to speak on something then I'm more hesitant. Um, I think also, like a lot of people, I have confidence issues, so I'm often self-doubting. So even if I do feel, you know, strongly about something, 
I might start to question, oh, is that the right thing to do or the right thing to feel? Maybe I'm just being stupid or like maybe I'm wrong because everything I do is wrong, etc. This is classic kind of depression and anxiety talking. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. I'd say when I genuinely feel confident, I'm very happy expressing my opinions. And also when I'm in an environment where I know I'm going to be supported I think obviously everyone that you speak to on the internet at the moment will say, you know, you can't express your opinions because you'll get cancelled and stuff like that. And that is a, you know, a slight fear. I'm happy that I don't think I have any cancelable opinions, but it's scary to think like if I say the wrong thing, what will the ramifications of that be? Or if I say something that I feel that really hurts people, I never want to be doing that. Um, and I don't want to be coming at an issue from a place of, you know, ignorance or just a lack of understanding. What is your biggest pet peeve? Mm, I'd say lateness, um, which is a basic one. But the reason for lateness is because I get really stressed out if I'm waiting for someone. Like if I meant to meet someone for a coffee and they're late, I just have to sit there on my own. I feel like everyone's staring at me and it feels really uncomfortable. I feel like if you're late and you know that that's how I feel, <laughs> you're being, you're putting me through torture. So please don't do that. Do you dwell on regrets? Again, yes and no. Uh, short-term regrets, yes. But long-term, no. Because I've kind of grown to a point where I've realized that I can't keep beating myself up for stuff that happened ages ago. And also it's the whole kind of like butterfly effect thing of, well, if that hadn't happened then this wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have these cool things, you know, in the immediate, I often regret things. I regret saying things or doing things a certain way or handling things a certain way or spending money on things often is a regret. But long term, I really don't like to kind of think back of, oh, I wish I hadn't done that because I just think there's no point in it. It's you're just going to make yourself feel rubbish and it's better to go, OK, well, that's what happened. But, you know, maybe it worked out for the best or maybe it will work out in a way that in the future you'll look back and be like, OK, I'm glad I went through that. If you want a million pounds tomorrow, what would be the first thing you buy? a flat because I'm desperate to own a house I just really want to do some like DIY which I know is a really like silly thing um but I'm desperate to make over a house so I would buy a fancy flat in London Batman or Superman I don't like either of these superheroes because they're not they're so boring like they don't have really have like a weird interesting superpower or like a weird origin story um I would say Batman because he's a bit like darker and more interesting in the fact that you know he's an orphan and all of those but I don't like the fact that his power is just being rich and having gadgets um so I would say I would choose Batman but extremely begrudgingly and also whenever I think of Batman I think of those you know the costume that had the visible nipple thing which was a whole you know, that's distracting. What's the best thing about being you? 
this is a mean question <laughs> because I don't think there are great things about being me, but um, let me think. I think one thing is that I get to interact with the people that I interact with. That's really fun and interesting and amazing. Like the people that I surround myself with, I just honestly, I'm like a massive fan of all of my friends and my colleagues. I just think they're brilliant. That's really great. And also about on a more personal level, I like how understanding I am of other people. And I think part of that is, you know, having been through mental illness and other not so fun stuff has made me more understanding of people. And then also just doing mentally yours and talking to different people every week it really makes you kind of lose the judgment and just listen to people and be genuinely interested to hear what they have to say. I think that's a great, a good thing about me. Do you think you've achieved the goals you set yourself when you first began your podcast? Yes and no. I think we've covered a lot of areas which I'm really happy about doing. One goal that I do have is getting more politicians on there. Um, I think that what we do is really important in terms of raising awareness but as with all kind of mental health awareness stuff the crux is okay what happens now that we're aware and talking about things where is the government funding coming into play like what's actually happening to affect change Um, so I think my goal in the future is talking to people in power about what they're actually going to do to make things better Um, And also I'd love to launch some kind of campaign and again, really get to see the effects of a change that we can make. Your podcast challenges the stigma around mental illness. What would you say to anybody listening who was worried about their own mental health? I'd say, first of all, know that you are definitely not alone, which I know is said a lot, but it's, it's so true. Like I really thought when I was struggling the worst with OCD and depression, like, oh my God, I've lost my mind. I'm the only person that feels like I'm this terrible person, blah, blah, blah. And then hearing other people saying the same experiences, it's like, oh, no, like this is an actual thing. (laughs) I'm not just being weird or, you know, I'm not doomed, et cetera. Um, So I think number one, knowing that you're not alone is hugely important. Um, I would also say that what you're feeling is valid as well. That kind of ties into the you're you're not alone thing, but you have to understand that if you're feeling miserable um, or experiencing these symptoms that are really affecting your life, don't feel like, oh, I'm just whinging or like, I just have to tough it out. No, (laughs) you have the right to be, you know, be able to pursue happiness at least and to actually be able to get on with your life. And I think if you're feeling awful, you have a right to speak about that and to get help. And then the next thing is please do get help, whether that's talking to someone that you know or talking to your GP about medication or getting on the admittedly very lengthy list for therapy, but do get help. Don't try to deal with it on your own because it can really swallow you up whole. And from experience, I would say that talking about my mental health is the best thing I've ever done Um, not just because it helped me but because it helped so many other people um, people who I don't know on the internet and also people in my life who didn't know that I was going through similar things to them 
um, my relationships have come so, become so much better as a result. And I think just what I would encourage everyone to do is to be open and to talk about what you're going through. It's so powerful and it does make all the difference. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? weird which I think is what everyone probably says um I was nervous but excited at the same time I'm always gonna worry afterwards like oh did I say the best possible answers or like did I do the right thing but I enjoyed it it was fun it was nice to think about like philosophical questions for a bit thank you again Ellen for being a guest on podcaster it was nice to meet you it's nice to meet you too thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.